Do you have an emotional bank account and do you make regular deposits for a rainy day? Let's talk all about your emotional wellness as a nurse and human being right here on episode 258 of the Nurse Keith Show. Hello and welcome to the Nurse Keith Show. Hey, I love having you along for the ride. And I know you may have been here for months or maybe even years, and I'm grateful either way. Thanks for being part of the growing Nurse Keith Nation. This podcast, as always, is about you and your nursing career. And I'm here to share education, ideas, diatribes, and frequently informative interviews with some of the most inspiring people from the worlds of healthcare, nursing, entrepreneurship, medicine, tech and beyond. This episode of the Nurse Keith Show is brought to you by the good folks at Incredible Health, where hospitals apply to nurses instead of the other way around. You can create a profile in about three minutes and then sit back and relax as the interview requests come to you. With Incredible Health, nurses get hired three times faster than the usual application and hiring process. So simply go to IncredibleHealth.com forward slash Nurse Keith to set up your profile and find your next job. And did you know that Nurse Keith Coaching is your one-stop shop for all things related to your career? That's right, I offer individualized holistic career coaching for nurses and healthcare professionals like you all around the world. And if you mention the show, you'll get 10% off your first coaching package. Email me today at keith at nursekeith.com and we'll schedule a complimentary consult to explore how coaching can help you have the most satisfying life and career possible. And those show notes as always are at nursekeith.com and just put in forward slash episode 258. So today we are talking about the emotional bank account. And at the beginning, I asked if you have one. Well, everybody has one, but not many people make deposits to their emotional bank account. I certainly do. Hopefully you do. But many people don't even know it's there and wouldn't even know how to make a deposit if they even recognize that they had such an account. Now, here in the United States, Americans are known to be terrible at saving. Most of us have no savings, and the majority of us are in great debt. And I will draw the metaphor here that I believe many of us are also in emotional and, if you will, spiritual debt in our lives, in our careers. And that simply cannot stand. We all know that nursing is super stressful, and we also know that life and nursing in the 21st century are even more stressful. Things move at a very, very fast pace here, and in our nursing careers, things also move at a fast pace. There's new innovation and medication and treatments, etc., all the time. Drugs are always changing. Policies and procedures change, the Nurse Practice Act changes, and the world around us changes, and we have to continue to adapt. And in this particular, let's say, selfie-driven culture on social media, we often receive these messages, whether subliminal or not, that we're not good enough, and that other people are having a better time than us, and that... FOMO, fear of missing out, 
is a really big issue for a lot of people. And it makes a lot of us feel unhappy when we compare our lives to the lives of others. And we could very well call that fear of missing out. And that is, I think, a disease. It's an epidemic right now. And, you know, you go on Instagram or I go on Instagram and I see, oh, this person's in Thailand, this person's in Bali. Oh, this person's down in Costa Rica or Colombia. And here's someone else hiking in in Machu Picchu. And I think, wow, what did I do wrong? (laughs) I haven't had a vacation in a couple of years. Um, What's wrong with this picture? And how do all these people afford to travel all over the world? And then on social media as well, we see that, oh, that person's post got 175 likes and mine only got two. What's wrong with me? Why is everyone doing so much better or is so much popular than me, etc., etc.? We can also do this in our professional lives. It's, oh, that person got their master's degree. I could never do that. Or how did that person get their DNP or PhD? Again, comparing equals despairing. I do it too. I'm as guilty as the next person. I compare and despair and then I have to catch myself and say, wait a second, my life is awesome. I am a very privileged person. I should be very grateful for what I have. And if those other people have all of that, good on them. Applause, hats off to them. I will do my own thing. They can do their own thing. And just because my life doesn't look like theirs doesn't mean it's any less. And the same goes for our nursing careers. If we are not making those deposits and we're only making withdrawals, that can really lead to an issue in our careers and in the aforementioned personal life. So withdrawals happen like this. We look at other people, see what they have, and feel resentment or jealousy, like I mentioned a few minutes ago. It also means we undergo stress or maybe even trauma at work. We are taken to task by patients or colleagues, for instance. We might be bullied. We might be on the receiving end of incivility and aberrant behavior. We might feel underappreciated, overworked, and underpaid. So all of these things make withdrawals from our emotional bank account. We get tired. We get exhausted. We feel like nothing is ever good enough. We feel like we're not well compensated for our time and our expertise and our knowledge. That does not feel good. Those deposits get made over and over again. Just recently, I was speaking to someone who'd been in nursing school, and she was bullied so badly by a professor. She was told she was stupid and dumb and retarded. She actually quit, not that far from graduation, because she couldn't take it anymore. That person was making massive withdrawals from her emotional bank account, pretty much based on poor behavior and poor treatment at the hands of other people. She was not responsible for what happened, but she was responsible and is responsible for picking herself back up, dusting herself off and moving on. But when we've, we've experienced these levels of trauma at work or at home, and we don't make deposits to our account, our emotional and spiritual bank accounts, things go south pretty quickly and they go south pretty insidiously because this stuff can go on and on for years. 
I spoke on episode 246 not that long ago, just a few months, about my own personal struggles, my successes, living the best life possible, and I went into having chronic pain, living with depression and anxiety throughout my life, and I revealed some things about myself that were very personal, and you can go to nursekeith.com forward slash episode 246 to listen to that, or just find it in your podcast app, whatever one you happen to use on your Android device or your iOS device. I recommend listening to episode 246. Now in an upcoming episode number 265 that will air, I think in early March of 2020, I welcome Kyle Jones. He is a young physician in his late thirties and his book is called Fallible, a memoir of a young physician's struggle with mental illness. And he really comes out about having depression and anxiety and what that means as a healthcare provider. So that is a book, for instance, that could make deposits to your emotional bank account. And when we come back from the break, we're going to talk more, not about making withdrawals from our emotional bank account, but making deposits, how we can go about taking care of ourselves so that we can be the happiest person we could be and the most content, satisfied, successful nurse and healthcare professional we can be. We will be right back with the second half of the Nurse Keith Show, episode 258. So now we're going to take a pause for the cause for just a moment. This episode of the Nurse Keith Show is sponsored by Incredible Health, where hospitals apply to nurses instead of the other way around. You can create a profile in about three minutes and then sit back and relax as the interview requests for permanent jobs come to you. With Incredible Health, nurses and nurse practitioners get hired three times faster than the usual application and hiring process of 90 days or more, and you have access to their support team who help you every step of the way. On average, nurses who get hired through Incredible Health receive a 17% pay increase and a 15% decrease in commute time. They work with more than 200 academic and community hospitals across the country, including Stanford, Baylor Scott & White, and Cedars Sinai. If you're seeking work in California, Florida, Texas, and Illinois, sign up right now. And if you're in another state, check back every month as more states are being regularly added. And if you sign up at IncredibleHealth.com forward slash Nurse Keith, you'll receive your choice of a Tiffany necklace or Bose Bluetooth speaker once you accept a job offer. I thank Incredible Health for their generous support. And remember to head on over to IncredibleHealth.com forward slash Nurse Keith. Please consider becoming a patron of The Nurse Keith Show, just like other listeners who value the show so much they want to give just a little bit each month to support the work we're doing here. When you pledge, you not only get the satisfaction of helping produce and support the show, you also get some pretty cool premiums and gifts directly from yours truly. Just head over to patreon.com forward slash Nurse Keith to read all about it. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash Nurse Keith. Finally, if someone you know could benefit from career coaching with me, 
consider referring them. And if they become a paying client, you'll receive credit for an hour of coaching with me. And there's no expiration date on that credit. So you can keep it in your back pocket until you need it most. And remember that you refer as many people as you like and can continue to earn coaching credits. What a deal. Those are my sincere asks of you, dear listener. So now let's dig back into today's episode. Well, hey, welcome back to the Nurse Keith Show. Those show notes are at nursekeith.com forward slash the word episode and the number 258. Before the break, we were talking about your emotional bank account and how we can make so many withdrawals from the account without ever thinking to make a deposit. So we need to make deposits to our emotional bank account. Otherwise, we are going to eventually be in emotional, spiritual, or you could say psychological or even psychic debt. So how do we make deposits to our emotional bank account? Well, first, I mentioned books. And there will be a link to the show notes and a link to the book, Fallible, a memoir of a young physician's struggle with mental illness by Kyle Bradford Jones. Actually, his episode isn't out as yet, but will be out in early March. So I'll have a link to the book and his stuff. There's only so much we can do about the behavior of other people. And like I mentioned, that nurse in the first half or nursing student who was bullied so bad she dropped out of school right before she was about to graduate because she couldn't take the stress and pressure and trauma anymore. And yes, that was trauma. Bullying is a form of trauma. And she thought, well, if all nurses are going to be like this, why should I even go to school and become a nurse? This is ridiculous. So she is carrying some trauma. And something needs to be done to turn that trauma around and help her to make deposits to her bank account, her emotional bank account, rather than continuing to withdraw. So I mentioned Fallible, the memoir of a young physician's struggle with mental illness. There are plenty of great books out there. One author I would highly recommend would be Brene Brown. I would also recommend if you're of a spiritual, maybe even if you're into kind of Buddhist thinking, I would recommend the author and teacher Pema Chodron, P-E-M-A, and then her last name is C-H-O-D-R-O-N. She's a Buddhist monk up in Nova Scotia, and her books that I particularly like are When Things Fall Apart. It's a really, really good one. And there's several others that are just incredible. When Things Fall Apart is probably my favorite. I highly recommend that. So aside from Brene Brown, Pema Chodron, and so many other authors out there, you have to find the ones that really speak to you in terms of self-help, psychology, etc. We also have podcasts out there. There are podcasts that are entertaining, of course. There's this one, which is more educational, informational. There are stories, but there are also podcasts about living your best life. A really good one I like is called The Good Life Project, 
It's a really excellent podcast, and I would highly recommend it. I would also recommend Alan Alda's podcast. Yes, that's Alan Alda, who was one of the stars or the main star of MASH, if any of you are MASH fans out there. I grew up on it. Alan Alda's podcast is called Clear and Vivid, and it's about communication and connection. And it's an excellent podcast. I find it very uplifting. Another one that people like is Krista Tippett's On Being. It's a wonderful podcast that has a more spiritual and psycho-emotional bent. Many people love Krista Tippett and the work she does at On Being. So books, podcasts, I actually listen to music as making deposits to my emotional bank account. I listen to music for entertainment like other people, but I also listen to music that I find either uplifting or soothing or that empowers me or makes me feel more assertive and alert and alive. So I use music in a very therapeutic way. And you don't have to play music to experience that, though one way to make deposits to your emotional bank account would be, say, to experience joy. Like, I draw almost every day and do watercolors. If you follow me on Instagram, you'll see some of those. And I also just love to be creative in my life. So we all can find a creative outlet, whether it's drawing or just listening to music and be creative. Um, Many of us write, either journal or otherwise. So there's plenty of things we can do to make deposits to our emotional bank account. I mentioned that nursing student earlier in the first half. I highly recommend to many people that one way to make deposits to your emotional bank account is to be in psychotherapy or counseling. There's little stigma or less than there used to be about one, accepting that you have some form of mental illness or psychological issue going on. I won't see problem. And it's pretty natural for people to go to counseling or therapy, either short term or long term. I've been in therapy off and on my entire adult life since I was 22. And I continue to be and I find it incredibly helpful. And my therapist guides me in finding ways to actually make deposits to my emotional bank account. He helps me to change my thinking to look closely at my thinking, to examine my feelings, and then to find ways to turn that stuff around so that I can be as happy, content, and productive as possible. Your emotional bank account can be fed by time with children, by time with animals, by time in nature, by travel, the things that you love to do. Maybe for you, part of it is cleaning your house or raking the leaves or gardening. Gardening is a very creative therapeutic thing to do. So you have to find ways in which you can make those deposits. And you know how we have auto withdrawal from our bank accounts for our bills. And sometimes we might have uh, like a automatic deposit once a month into savings from our checking account. Remember how I mentioned uh, Americans are bad savers? Well, I try to do that. I have money going into our one of our accounts from our checking account or savings account regularly. Um, I try to set some money aside for different purposes. So anyway, the, the point being that 
maybe we need to find ways that are more automatic that we take care of ourselves. Like we always go out on a date with our spouse on Friday night. That's our night. And we go out and have some fun or have a nice dinner, something to look forward to. It doesn't have to be a big, big thing. It could be having a gratitude journal and writing down three things you're grateful for every morning in your gratitude journal or in your calendar. So the interventions are up to you. What you do to make deposits to your emotional bank account is up to you. The point is that you need to find ways to do so, whether it's automatic or you make the conscious effort to make those deposits. We cannot run on deficits our whole lives. Yes, here in the United States, the country itself, the government, is in trillions of dollars of debt. That's the example they set for us, deficit spending. Many of us Americans and others around the country are also in debt and don't save for the future. If we don't save for our emotional, spiritual well-being, if we don't make deposits to those accounts on a regular basis, something gets lost. We get lost in translation. We get lost in the doing of life, and we, we don't connect with the notion of being in our lives. Yes, we can be human doings, but we also need to be even more so human beings. And yes, we run with fear. Yes, fear is one of the engines of human nature, anxiety. We are wired, it's been shown scientifically, that we're wired genetically for anxiety and fear. We're wired to be negative. And it's our constant job here in the 21st century to learn how to undo that wiring and not necessarily always be in the negative zone and also be in the positive zone. And this is where making those deposits to your account is most important. Because if you don't, you're going to be missing out and you're going to be cheating yourself of the wellness and happiness and joy and satisfaction that you could otherwise have. I truly believe that. And I believe that you are capable of doing so. If you need my help to some extent, I can help you. I'm not a psychotherapist, but we can look at your life from the coaching angle to see if we can figure out ways for you to make a life and a career that feels best for you and fits the type of lifestyle and work style you really truly want. Well, there you have it. Thanks for listening to episode 258 of The Nurse Keith Show. And remember, the show notes with links to all those books and the podcasts and things I mentioned are at nursekeith.com forward slash the word episode and the number 258. I hope you feel uplifted and empowered from this episode. And I encourage you to take inspired action every day in the interest of your personal and professional satisfaction and happiness. And if you need that personalized holistic career coaching to elevate your nursing career, Look no further than nursekeith.com and little old me. And remember, you get a 10% discount on your first coaching package if you mention the show in the subject line of your initial email or if you want to give me a ring. 
And did you know there are job listings and other awesome resources at nursekeith.com? Yes, you can find jobs from Reload, Trusted Health, ZipRecruiter, Incredible Health in the resources section drop-down menu at nursekeith.com, as well as your ability to take your first or next ACLS or BLS or PALS certification for free. You'll find OpenMD, a free search engine for evidence-based medicine. You'll find an excellent video IV course affordable resume templates, and a whole lot more. And please remember to sign up for my newsletter at nursekeith.com. If you enjoyed this episode, consider leaving a rating and review for The Nurse Keith Show over on Apple Podcasts. It really helps others find the show. And if you let me know you did so, I will thank you and read your review for all to hear on air. The Nurse Keith Show is adroitly produced by Rob Johnston of 520R Podcasting and Mark Cappiespeason is our stalwart social media ringmaster. I'm grateful to both Rob and Mark for keeping the wheels turning in what is always the right direction. Be well, dig deep, seek joy, keep in touch, and this is Nurse Keith saying adios till next time from chilly but beautiful and sunny Santa Fe, New Mexico. See you around. <laughs>